It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook headed to the Jets. The addition, what it's going to mean. Aaron Rodgers, not too concerned about the Jets' offensive line. He says it's pretty low right now. It kind of reminds you of the R-E-L-A-X. It's August 16th, he said, so we're going to get some... We've got some time. Also, it's coming up. Listen, if this is a situation where it does linger into the regular season, which I don't know if anybody here has ever watched football before. We all have watched a lot. When an offensive line is bad, it usually stays bad for a majority of the season. Trista, this is going to end up being the issue with Aaron Rodgers throughout the entire year. This is what's going to frustrate him, and this is going to be... The I would say the one thing that could creep in that could really ruin this this love fest that's been going on on Hard Knocks right now. Yeah, I mean, and you saw that from Hard Knocks last night, and I was wondering if they were going to say anything about it because we've been watching, uh, like, and scanning and keeping our notifications on. We have Zach Rosenblatt on this on our fine show who has said exactly what we know is that this offensive line isn't very good and that he's watching every rep at camp and Aaron Rodgers is getting obliterated. He's on the run pretty much all the time and you're not able to do really anything when... And and Aaron Rodgers... Ryan knows this. Aaron Rodgers has never really been good if his offensive line hasn't been good. Especially if you think about him at this age. He's not going to be nearly as elusive as he was when he was younger. And his his stats show that, right? In terms of his uh, in terms of his QBR, in terms of his accuracy, uh, all of that is is largely predicated on having an offensive line that you can trust. And when you look at this offensive line, Dwayne Brown is a million. Uh, Mikai Becton, I saw. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was like dapping up Mikai Becton, being like, "We got to go to lunch." It's like. Bro, you got to do more than take Makai Becton out to lunch. You got to take Makai Becton to the gym. Like, I don't think lunch is what Makai Becton needs. He struggles with weight all the time, every moment. So you've got him. You've got Elijah Vera Tucker, who was really, really good, but he's coming back from injury, right? So what is this team, right? Lakin Tomlinson, largely ineffective last year. Connor McGovern, okay, but you saw... Even with the backup, Joe Tipman, he was having problems with getting him the ball and, and having the snap come out clean. So Max Mitchell, okay, he's already got the starting job over Mekhi Becton, which is a, a massive disaster. If I'm the Jets, I, I would have already tried to get uh, David Bakhtiari over there. You know the relationship that they have. He's already brought over all of his dudes, Randall Cobb, uh, Alan Lazard, like – the list goes on and on, right? So might as well just do that move if you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be my only concern with the Jets mm-hmm. would be the offensive line. I mean, if they could add David Bakhtiari, the only concern with Bakhtiari, I mean, he's still young enough. He's only 31 years old. It's just he's really struggled to stay on the field. But when he has, uh, he's graded out as one of the best pass blockers in the league. And that's what they need, obviously, yeah. because the run blocking for New York's fine. Look at what they did last year before Brees Hall got hurt. It's the pass protection yeah. that they struggle with. So. That would be the number and, one concern and, for the Jets. And Billy Turner, Billy Turner has been horrible. He's oh, gosh, Dwayne yes. Brown's backup. Yeah. And he's just he's just like a mess yeah, in he's terms below of his focus. Replacement level. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's not good at all. He's he was in Green Bay for a couple of years too, and it's yeah. He's his time has passed. His time passed actually like year three. 
There's there's nothing worse, though, than a bad offensive line. I mean, it can just ruin any momentum of a team's offense. All the talent in the world, you can have all the running backs, all the wide receivers. It doesn't matter. Jets yeah. have a lot of it. If you're not blocking for Aaron Rodgers and then Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, yeah. you're going to be in, in big, big trouble. And Trista said it best. Like, Aaron Rodgers back in the day would be able to get out of the pocket. Yep. He was so athletic. Like, people don't realize how good he was with his legs as well. Now He was Zach Wilson athletic. Now he's yeah. pushing 40 years old. <laughs> And, you know, like the reason that Peyton went to Denver and succeeded or Brady succeeded after week four in Tampa was because they were protected. You can't be 55 years old uh, getting teed off on. And that's the one thing about Rodgers, too, right? Like he likes to sit in the pocket, pat the ball. He likes to hit the deep ball still. He, you know, like he, I watched these clips of him and Garrett Wilson. And yeah, if he has five seconds in the pocket to let Garrett Wilson break off on his route, they're going to have a monster year together. But if Rodgers only has 2.3, 3.3 seconds to get into his drop without a hand in his face, it could be a rough year, especially for an aging quarterback. We might get Zach Wilson way sooner than we want, as, which, you know, is 2025. As we've seen in the past, <laughs> um, one hit and that collarbone, yeah. gone. That, that's what I said uh, yeah. to our buddy Matt, like, you know, um, talking on social media today. Everybody's like, oh, Rodgers isn't going to last. And I said, well, the only thing that could kill Rodgers – COVID, we know, could take him out in a broken collarbone. We've seen him win on a broken leg. We've seen him play through concussions. In college, he played with a torn ACL. It's just COVID and a broken collarbone yep. that could take yep. him out. And when you're ta- you getting popped on your blind side, that's going to be a whole other thing right there. All right. Weaknesses for the top contenders. And when we say contenders, you can put it a little bit in quotes. Because the, for the Saints, it's their age. They're an old team. They're 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So when we say contender... You're probably going to put them as a playoff team. They're minus 185 to make the playoffs. Win totals at 9.5. Favorites to win their division. We'll probably go as far as that. I'm, I might be higher on the Saints than you guys, only because I just I, I think Derek Carr brings just that stability to that offense. So I, I think if you're going to look across this roster, that's one of the weaknesses. I'd also argue that receiver, besides Chris Olave, may still be a question mark for them too. But Derek Carr is still an upgrade for them. If you look, though... They had 10 players who were 30 or older play at least 300 snaps last year with the oldest roster in the NFL. And they have 32-year-old Derek Carr now. And they haven't really reloaded in the draft with young talent. Chris Olave is the one really good guy that they've got since, like, years ago when they had a good draft in, like, 2017. And everybody loved it, like the Jets draft that we just had. The veterans have to stay healthy for the Saints. And they've got to play at a high level. It's just that simple. If they do that, they win the division and they get to the playoffs. But if not, or they have injuries, and you get to that point, the Saints are going to be a team if they start dealing with injuries that can fall very, very quickly. Because Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to elevate everybody to the point where they can overcome a massive amounts of injuries because everybody's old. So my problem with the Saints isn't their age. Uh, I'll let you go first, Tristan. Does that bother you? Because I got another issue with them if they don't you know, win the division, which they should. Yeah, I think the thing for me, and and you look at the Saints depth chart, and it's not really about age as it is just trustworthiness of the offense in general. I look at the names, and Alvin Kamara, you look at him, and he was largely ineffective last year, and maybe you say that that was a quarterback problem, but I don't. Jamal Williams is, is fine as a change of pace back. I like Chris Olave fine. Michael Thomas isn't really about his age, it's just his injury history. Jawan Johnson yeah. as your number one tight end, and then you got Taysom Hill behind him, who really isn't a tight end at all. Foster Moreau as the third stringer. And then, like, Jimmy Graham still playing football, guys. Like, Jimmy Graham, I thought I that that was a that. misprint. Yeah. Uh, when that came out. So I don't really trust just the 
the core of, of weapons that Derek Carr has. And we saw Derek Carr struggle when he had Darren Waller, when he had Devontae Adams, when he had uh, a plethora of other like uh, weapons for him, right? Um, so with lesser talent outside of Chris Olave, I just don't know how they're going to score. Yeah, I mean, the age doesn't really bother me. What bothers me is, like, we just got done talking about the Jets, and if you're investing in a team, you care about what they are in the trenches, the offensive and defensive line, and especially if Derek Carr is your yeah. quarterback, you kind of want everything to be perfect. You want the weapons, and you want have you want him to have time in the pocket. And last year, if you look at ESPN's uh, pass block win rate, they were 16th, they were 20th in run block win rate, and they're getting a little bit older there. And then the defensive line, ESPN's pass rush win rate, 25th, uh, and run stop win rate and dead last actually in their pass rush. They did have 48 sacks, but I think there's probably going to be some regression because they only had a 30% pressure rate. And again, they are getting older. The age thing comes into play with guys like Cam Jordan. So that would be my concern. Like offensive line falls apart, no pass rush, even with a good secondary. You know, you give a quarterback all day in the pocket, there could be some issues. And I like Atlanta in that division. But I mean, let's be honest, the Saints should win 11 games. They play right. the easiest schedule in They're the league. Their power success rate was really good, though, last year, 74%. They were about 12th in terms of offensive line DVOA when you look at, um, like, adjusted line yards, which I know Ryan loves, our nerd stat uh, stuff rank. So, I mean, I, I'm less concerned. I mean, they probably need a top five O-line, though, with Derek Carr and those weapons. Yeah. I agree. And you got to get after the passer. Like, the, the, you got to get after the quarterback yep. in the league now more than ever. You need pass rushers. So we'll see. They did have 48 sacks last season. If they duplicate that this year, they're winning double digit games. Well, the, the, the Saints' yeah. defense is what kept them in a lot yeah. of games last year. Yeah. But I will say this I'm excited to see what Chris Olave looks with Derek Carr, mm. quarterback, because that is going to be something that's better. That's going to be a better situation, at least for him. So, all right, the Minnesota Vikings, the next one up, ESPN says that their secondary is their biggest weakness. Now, the Vikings, look, I get it, man. Most people are out on them. That's fine. Their win totals at 8.5, minus 120 to the over, even money to the under, plus money to make the playoffs at plus 110. They won 13 games last year, though, with the 31st-ranked defense in the NFL, second worst in passing yards allowed per game on top of that. So the Vikings had a bad defense. They had a bad secondary, and they still have that. Now, their top two defensive backs last year that they drafted – we're just devastated by injuries. So they have to kind of see whether, okay, those picks are going to work this year if they're healthy. You got guys like Patrick Peterson gone, Duke Shelley gone. Uh, you start losing some of the players that were a problem, especially in that playoff loss to the Giants where, God, Daniel Jones looked again. Like just, he finds these teams, and he looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback, and yeah. you see these flashes. And you're like, how? That's why they paid him $40 million. These so, teams are the Commanders and the Vikings. Uh, just every time against the Commanders, I'm like, my God, he runs for like three <laughs> he looks touchdowns. looks like Dan Marino. Like, what? where did this come from? It's always there, but yeah. they got young starters, and I agree with this one. The secondary is, the defense as a whole is a problem, but you can really break it down to the secondary, specifically because you know what you got to do in the NFL today. You got to defend the pass, and they just can't do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, I mean, th- I mean I, that's the concern, I think right? That's Trust right. the defense. Yeah, I mean, it's the secondary. Yeah, I... yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean that that would be it for me. And uh, you know, the offensive line play was shaky last year, but they also had a bunch of injuries. They were like twenty fifth or twenty sixth rushing success rate, I believe. Even with Delvin Cook, maybe that drops off even more. And like, what's the motivation? Because this is probably Kirk Cousins' last year in Minnesota. I could see him being elsewhere. Let's say San Francisco's a disappointment this year. 
Kyle Shanahan would probably kill for Kirk Cousins running that offense, even though we like to make fun of Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, the defense, though, is my number one concern. Yeah, I was going to say about the offensive line, I was looking at that same thing, Ryan, just in terms of all the statistics from last year. Um, but I think this year, they're, the preseason rankings, that they're supposed to be one of the league's best offensive lines uh, in in the NFL. They yeah. had some injuries, like you said. Um, they've got Darisaw there. So, yeah, I, I and Brian O'Neill. So I think that they, are, they should be a lot better which, if you're a Vikings fan and you had one of the worst offensive lines, would you say 26th um, last year, yeah. and you end up having a top, we'll just call it top 10 offensive line this year, think about how scary this team can be, especially, like you said, Madison, it wasn't like he was so bad, and it wasn't like Delvin Cook was so good last year because, again, your offensive line was boo-boo. So if they have a top 10 offensive line, I think Madison should be very good, and then the rest of these receivers – are going to be lights out. And then that kind of negates the problems that you have in the secondary. You can just outscore everyone like you did last year. I still root for Kirk Cousins. I still do. But you know what you made me think of? What? If Brock Purdy doesn't work out, Kirk Cousins going to San Francisco. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan did want him. That was somebody they did want in because... San Francisco. And it, it like they've worked together. They worked together in Washington, and Cousins broke all kinds of franchise records. Because then the window closes, and, I mean, if Purdy's not the guy, Trey Lance is not the guy, Sam no, Darnold not. is not the guy, and do you really want to draft a rookie when your window's closing? Because you'll probably have Kittle, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, all those guys one more year. And the other thing we haven't even talked about, like Nick Bosa might not show up for week one. And I think that he, if he doesn't get a deal, I wouldn't show up. He's the best, if not the best, the second He's best or third best defensive player. He's going to get paid. They on paid the planet. Debo Samuel. He played this They got to get that done right now, though. Don't if I'm a Niners done. fan, I don't feel great right now. I mean, um, I know no. it's like preseason in practice, but you got Purdy throwing like 10 picks a day right now. Yeah, who knows? He's getting out of his system. Don't you worry. San Francisco should call him. Well, the minute they wouldn't be able to make that work financially. That's the reason Cousins is still in Minnesota this year. Uh, but man, next also year, you talk about yeah. a, you talk about offensive line play, Ryan. This was the team, San Francisco 49ers. They had the fourth best offensive line overall, and now Mike Clay ranks them twenty fifth. So it's basically just Trent, and that was it, really. So. If you have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and you don't have an offensive line to protect him and he's coming off of an injury, I mean, that could be that could go sideways very, very fast. Oh, yeah, and I love Trent Williams, but, like, one year he's, like, just not going to be the best. Well, you know what? No, he's going to be one of those dudes that's going to be You know, we thought 60. he was kind of washed in Washington, honestly. You're like, oh, he's, he's, he's yeah. tailing down the other way. No, still looks like a pro bowler every year in San Francisco. He's a monster, man. Yeah, I don't monster. know. Monster. I have some concerns about them, though. If they don't win the division, God, I would love to see Seattle do it. And I can't believe I'm saying that because they ruined my mm -hmm. life for a couple of years. And I was not a Pete Carroll fan, obviously being a Notre Dame fan. But, you know, Gino, I love Gino. I just, I think I would take a bullet for Gino. I definitely wouldn't do that. I don't even <laughs> no, know that I'll sound. bet on Gino this a little, year. I, I do like him, though. That's... They wrote him off. This man, Ryan. Ride they wrote him off. Good old ride off. He didn't write back. Screw them all. Probably didn't pay for his parking either. Yeah, well, you know what? Most people shouldn't have to pay for their parking or at least get it right the first now time. Now you're talking. Bet MGM tonight.